You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentaries Global Rankings. for listening to episode 81 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 2nd of June. Well, the action has just finished from Oak State at Epsom where it was all about Frankie Dettori and John Gosden. They scored first in the Group 1 Coronation Cup with Emily Upjohn who put her race to bed impressively two out. And then, less than an hour and a half later, they took the Epsom Oaks with Sol's sister in the colours of Lady Bamford. Sol's sister settled nicely towards the back of the field and travelled much the best before picking up well down the outside to eventually win by a couple of lengths. Odds on favourite Save the Last Dance just looked like she was flat out all the way and did well to finish second, with Carnarvon running a great race back in third. Could Frankie Dettori's farewell tour get even better by landing tomorrow's Epsom Derby during his final year in the saddle? Well, the man on fire will be aboard Arrest, who was an impressive winner of the Chester Vars. He's currently available at 9-2, but with the Dettori factor could well go off favourite on the day and surely has a real chance in what looks a very open derby, so long as he handles the quicker ground. He'll have to come from stall 13 of 14, and Nick got Frankie's thoughts on that briefly after the draw. If I have to have the choice, i will be high than low, but... In our day and age, when you we don't have that many runners, not like back in the day, don't look into it that much. It's all about having the best doors. Simple as that. It's not the draw. So Frankie seems pretty confident there that the draw won't be a problem if he's good enough. And here's arrest trainer John Gosden with an update on the Colt earlier in the week. Well, he's learned a lot from Chester, as they always do. Uh, he wasn't meant to run and wear the, because it was abandoned at Sandown in the classic trial there, but he, he won well at Chester in testing conditions. And uh, he has since been to Epsom itself and had a, a freewheel down Tatnam Corner around the bend, and obviously that's a learning curve for him. He's tied a tall, leggy horse, but uh, we were very happy with him. And, uh, you know, ready to go. You'd say it's an open derby, but there'll be something going with it well. He's, uh, he's definitely a horse, as I've been clear, that he'd be better suited by, the, say, the layout of the Curragh than by Epsom. But he's in good form and uh, ready to go. You see him more as a, as a genuine, real stout stayer at a mile and a half rather than that slightly nippier, golden horny type of horse. Yeah, but, you know, you've got to stay a mile and a half around Epsom. It's not the idea that it's a, an easy track. It isn't. You have to stay it. And... Uh, He'll do that. I'm just thinking that, uh, you know, the build of him isn't, uh, the track isn't ideal, that's all. But that was clear from what Frankie said there. But we were pleased how he handled it and he's ready to put up a, a bold showing. Do you do much with them at that breakfast with the stars? Do you actually give them a, what you, you would call a genuine piece of work or is it just an well, amble I round? I remember when Andre Farr brought his horse over, then one time they went very fast. We would have done a three-quarter speed. I think that's the best way to define it. Uh, just to get a good feel of coming from the top of the hill around Tatton Corner into the straight and meeting the camera. 
Aidan O'Brien will be going for his ninth Epsom Derby tomorrow afternoon and once again trains the favourite in August Rodan. He ran no race in the Guineas having gone off favourite that day, but Ballydoyle Colt Little Big Bear showed last weekend that he was able to put his disappointing effort at Newmarket behind him when winning the Sandy Lane Stakes. So no doubt the team will be hoping for more of the same from their regally bred son of Deep Impact. August Rodan's dam, Rhododendron, was second in the Oaks to the brilliant Enable, and he looks a beautifully balanced colt from what we've seen on the race course so far. Having watched him canter to the start at Newmarket, there's no doubt in my mind that the better ground tomorrow will be much more to his liking and what he needs. Maybe he just got away with winning on soft ground at Doncaster last year against a below-par field who didn't like it much either. Notoriously, one of the strongest trials for the Derby has been the Dante at York, and that was the path that last year's winner Desert Crown took en route to Derby glory. This year's running was won by the Foxes in the colours of King Power Racing, and Nick put a call into his trainer Andrew Balding to find out what he made of his win on the Namesmire. Well, I think he travelled like the best horse. I think it was a very strong Dante. Uh, I thought he travelled, was always comfortable watching the race. I thought he settled well. I thought he picked them up when he had to. He sort of hung slightly right-handed, um, which I think was more to look for company than anything else. But I I, I was very happy with the performance. And uh, again, he's a horse I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to swap with anything for the for the Derby on Saturday. I, I was giving your jockey quite a bit of credit in the Dante because I thought he he sort of deliberately let him ease across just so he could get him something to race with. Yeah, I think that's right. I th- you know, I, I think that's absolutely right. I and mean, he's, he's a horse who's never... He, he did hang, at, he'd hang, hang to the right at um, Newmarket in the Craven, but I think it's because he was, you know, needing a run and getting a little tired. But um, he's been, you know, he's showing no signs of that in either at home or his other starts. So um, I think he's pretty straightforward and uh you know he's a lovely horse to, to go into the race with you might want to need to remind me but your derby record is actually extremely good including with some very long priced horses uh, yeah it's also extremely bad with some short priced horses so um you know i think we've had three sort of horses go single figures who've not featured on the day so I, you know I, I take that with a pinch of salt but it, you know i think we've got a if you win the dante i think you're entitled to to harbour dreams of, of going close at Epsom. So, um, you know, I think this horse looks to tick a lot of boxes. Are you confident he'll stay? No, no, I'm not. certainly not confident. I think it's a wide-open derby, but I, I think he's as good a chance as any horse. The shortest price runner from the Dante is Passenger in the colours of the Niarcos family, and he'll be bidding to win consecutive derbies for Sir Michael Stout and Richard Kingscourt. He looked unlucky in the Dante, having met with traffic problems up the straight, eventually finishing third. And Nick asked Richard yesterday whether he felt he was an unlucky loser in that race. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, things could have gone nicer, could have got a better split. But, you know, he's had a good experience. He's not had a terribly hard race. So there's, you know, lots of positives Obviously, a big negative is that he didn't win, but um, hopefully we can remedy that. Are you are you quite clear in your own mind that you were on the on the most talented horse in that race? Having, having watched the evidence a million times probably since and having ridden in the race and had the feel of the horse? Um, it's always hard to say 
when you're in a situation like that, you would definitely have won. But, you know, I like the way he went through the race. I like the way he picked up when the gap did come. And, um, you know, he did then put in some good work. So, yes, I think you could say he probably was good enough to win. Um, but you can never be 100%. Now, I thought, and I'm not saying this to curry favour because you're not the sort of person that responds to massive flattery anyway, so I don't need to. I, I thought you were quite hard on yourself after the after the dance. You're giving yourself a bit of a kicking for, for not, not doing the right thing and you would have done things differently if you'd, if you'd had your time again. Just explain why you felt like that. Um... Because I don't like getting beat. And <laughs> Fair enough. I'm hard on myself in general. Um, you know, I, you know, I, there were other decisions I could have made, or um, but you know, I sort of overdone educating him, uh, which hopefully will um, suit us well at Epsom. Do you think he's a sort of horse that has the street wisdom? for Epsom I mean, one of the features of Desert Crown last year was albeit that he was inexperienced he glided round on rails and looked like he'd been doing it all his life does does Passenger have those credentials do you think um, yeah I, I think a massive deal was made of Desert Crown last year only having the two runs and he showed it's you know very doable um, Passenger's a very well balanced horse so I'm you know, I'm pretty confident he will take to Epsom, no problem. Oh, what about the more uh, the more intangible side of things, i.e., how how he handles the day, the the canter down, the the traffic in the race, that sort of thing. Um, so he's a very very calm horse. Um, Ulysses is, tend to break sweat, but this lad doesn't. He's, you know, he, he seems to take everything very calm. And it is obviously a concern whether protesters are going to give us some jip on the weekend. But I don't think my lad will give me any problem. Obviously, you raised the point that everybody else has been raising. I'm interested to know the extent to which that sort of thing is talked about in the in the jockey's room and the extent to which it it worries you all it's not been spoken about at all to be honest um i guess we all just have to hope that sense will prevail and if not that the race course and the security people are, are able to manage it and we can all be you know off nicely and safely Second in the Dante White Birch also lines up and he arguably wasn't ideally placed either so could have a shout if he handles the track. Another wonderful story would be if Spreewell were to win for trainer Jessica Harrington who's been bravely fighting cancer and had her latest operation just last week. Like the Foxes, he's by the emerging sire talent in Churchill, who's already sired two French classic winners in Vidani and Blue Rose Sen. Spreewell won the Derby trial at Leopardstown, and Nick caught up with the trainer's daughter, Kate Harrington, to find out what they make of his chance. 
Yeah, this horse, he just keeps on improving. He doesn't show you very much at home. He just goes through the motions, but he seems to get to the race course and he comes alive. And uh, we didn't think that much of him when he ran the first day at Goran. And Shane just said he felt like a different horse on the racetrack. And he's only learning um, as he has races and I was so taken by him in the derby trial at Leopardstown the last day and he did it so well and he's come out of that race like a different horse he's moving better he's doing everything better and um much uh he's just one that's going to keep on improving and keep I love those ones that keep it for the racetrack Military Order bids to emulate his full brother Adiar, who won this race in 2021, and also, along with the rest, will be aiming to give his sire Frankel the 2023 Oaks and Derby double. Trained by Charlie Appleby, Military Order kicked off this season by winning a novice race at Newbury impressively before taking the Lingfield Derby trial last time. That trial ended up being run on the all-weather, so possibly didn't provide the usual test in preparation for the undulations of Epsom. Military Order is right up there in the betting at around 7-2, while the second from that trial, Ypiro, is available at 18s. Ypiro showed his inexperience that day and did a few things wrong, so Nick put a call into his trainer, Ed Walker, to ask about confidence levels in the yard for what might be the forgotten horse in this year's race. Yeah, it's um, pretty pretty high, to be honest with you. You know, he's, um, he's quite quickly um, climbed the climbed the ladder and uh we were all really impressed and excited with his Lingfield performance um so yeah i think i think um quite nice to be in a a little bit more under the radar than than the last time i i was i had a a, um which is is a quite nice place to be yeah that that for people who've forgotten was the runaway Lingfield derby trial winner english king who I mean, you you were getting phone calls like this about five hundred times a day when he was in the in the lead up to the derby, and it all it all ended rather in in disappointment. Rather different types of horse, I thought. Yeah, very different type of horse. I think um, I think English King for me was was would have run a massive race in the leisure, and he was always going to end up, I think, ultimately being a proper stayer. I think that was his real strength. Um, was his stamina a very high cruising speed and um, and he stayed very very well uh, this horse I think is faster um, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if if he ends up being a, a 10 12 furlong horse rather than a, a 12 14 furlong horse um, so yeah different types he's got an interesting pedigree as well he's by Australia the derby winner who's having a pretty good start to the season but he's a half brother to, to Waikuku who's been a fantastically talented horse in Hong Kong and has a racing post rating of 124 there's obviously some real talent in this family yeah absolutely and, and really um, Waikuku is how we came across him so um, uh, he was obviously um, a very good horse in Hong Kong for all by Alistair Donald for the, for the owners um, the Sioux family and um, yeah that's how Alistair came across this guy as a yearling and um, you know he wasn't he wasn't actually much to look at as a yearling and he's just thrived and blossomed from two to three and and done very very well and yeah it's a good family and Australia's having a great time with it at the moment he's he's proving himself a very good stallion um, he was obviously incredibly well bred and and, and the, the perfect breed for for the Derby um, himself so uh, you know I think he's he's out of a Danehill dancer mare so a bit of speed there which. You know, I think you obviously need Epsom. Um, and, 
yeah, we're very excited. There's plenty of question marks over most of the field, whether it relates to trip, ground, track or ability. So it promises to be a fascinating contest. Don't forget it's early as well at 1.30pm before the FA Cup final. Nick will be back with you on Monday morning to look back on all the action from Epsom tomorrow. And also, don't forget the French derby, the Prix du Jockey Club from Chantilly, is at 3.05 on Sunday afternoon. Big Rock made a big impression last time in a Group 3, and he'll be taking on shock French Guineas winner Mahava Yasanafi. Thank you once again for listening. If you're off to Epsom tomorrow, enjoy. Otherwise, enjoy the action from home. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. <laughs>